right, everybody, welcome back to our Let's Try. We are trying out Beyond the Firelight. In our last installment, we went through the game a little bit, what we thought of the PDF, and Ellen made her character. And now we are going to try a scenario, see how we play it, how we like it, all the stuff that we're going to horribly fail at, and uh, just see how it goes in general. The scenario that we're going to be playing comes out of the PDF. It is the first one called Celtic Legend. So let's quickly go over the two personalities that we created. Ellen created hers last game, and I created mine just before we started recording here. So Ellen, why don't you quickly just go through your very abbreviated character sheet and tell us what's on it. Well, uh, I am playing Dahlia St. James. We are in the colonial culture, so... That's pre-Revolutionary War, for those of you who don't know history, I guess. My station is librarian. I am 35 years old. I have the traits of negotiator and scholar. I have the descriptors, which provide a re-roll of uh, the following. <laughs> I have a network of buyers and sellers. I am known to have uh, known to many politicians. I have a large collection of Native American relics. Sometimes I teach about antiquities at New England colleges. I have access to numerous libraries. I've traveled to England. I often suffered from, ooh, shiny syndrome. Can also read Latin or Greek. I'm sorry, I can also read Latin. I forgot that I needed to choose that. All right. <laughs> so no Greek, just Latin. Uh, I have published anti uh, I have published antiquari antiquarian work. Sorry, that word is hard. I also carry a satchel. I own a magnifying glass, and I carry a scroll, quill, and ink. All right, and I created Samuel Hart. He is also from the colonial culture. His station is he is the town constable. His age is 36 that I just decided um, so that I am Ellen's elder. And the traits that he has are law enforcement and politics. What were the traits for your character? Negotiator and scholar. All right. So my traits were law enforcement and politics. My descriptors that allow a reroll are is rarely afraid of humans. He lived in Massachusetts his whole life, judges criminals quickly, leads the local watch, knows all the regular suspects, prefers to lead the way, and doesn't truly believe in the supernatural. Which is kind of odd based off of what happened in the scenario, but okay. And then the equipment he has is a shovel, a bundle of torches, and a musket. No rope? No rope. Ooh. So we might be in trouble here. All right. So those are our personalities. And what we're going to do, once again, uh, the lead storyteller, uh, the dungeon master, the game master, however you want to say it, they call it a lead storyteller here, basically runs the scenario. But the lead storyteller has a personality as well. And you kind of go back and forth. You kind of go around the table with people being the lead storyteller. We're going to kind of forego that. Um, and I am going to be the lead storyteller uh, for at least the first two acts. Uh, we'll see if we survive the first two acts. See if Ellen survives the first two acts. And we'll go from there. Is there anything you want to do before we start this up? No. All right. So once again, we're going to try out this scenario, Celtic Legend. And I will start by reading the backstory. Topsfield, Massachusetts Bay Colony, 1691. The town is still reeling from the events the year before. 
involving Lord and Lady Pepperell's occult activities and the unnecessary death of Goody Eleanor. With the recent deaths of three more townsfolk, no one knows what to think. Have Lord and Lady Pepperwell returned? Is there more demonic activity in the town? Or is this another sign of witchcraft? Today is August 31st. And the last three mornings, including today, have produced another dead townsperson. First it was Lydia Adams, then Godfrey Fuller, and today it's Singleton Perkins. No one in town, including the constable myself, can find a tie between the three individuals. In fact, the constable has been questioning people heavily for the past couple days. None of the townsfolk heard anything, and none of the victims are believed to have any enemies. It's as if they all fell dead with no reason. Many of the townsfolk are connecting these recent deaths to the farm animal deaths from the year before. Although no one can confirm or deny the rumors, demons are believed to have the ability to control humans and animals alike. The speculation is that demons possess the animals, attack their spirits, and feasting on their souls. These same townsfolk believe the demon has returned and possessed these three individuals, causing them to succumb to a similar fate. The townsfolk are determining, are demanding answers and want immediate resolution. No one wants to become the next victim, nor do they wish to see their loved ones ripped away. The constable doesn't have the resources and requests volunteers to help out. So now we're going to go into Act 1. This act is based, or sorry, this scenario has four acts. And I will be the lead storyteller for Act 1 called Mysterious Deaths. And I will set the scene. Topsfield is a small town in northeast Massachusetts. Last year, the townsfolk became terrified by the horrific death of Goody Eleanor, and many still believe witchcraft has brought about witchcraft was brought about by Lord and Lady Pepperell. With the two hanged for their crimes, the townsfolk now fear they're being haunted by the ghost of the Pepperells, or maybe witchcraft is still lurking about. The constable myself has somewhat unwillingly obliged the townsfolk and assigned volunteers to investigate. Fortunately for the townsfolk, you have all been chosen. You, meaning my librarian, have been chosen as this investigator. They are somewhat satisfied with this next step, but they all fear they are, they all fear they or their family will be next. So far, the deaths seem random, and anyone is a potential victim. Alright, so, how does, when the constable comes to see... What is the first name of your character again? Dahlia? Dahlia. So when the constable comes to see Dahlia, what is she doing? How does that scene play out? How do you think... Uh, Dahlia is chosen to be an investigator for the constable. Well, I am very learned. And I do have knowledge of the Native American culture around. I know that's not necessarily witchcraft, but it is occultish. And I have lots and lots and lots of books. In fact, when the constable comes, I'm probably buried in stacks of them. I assume it is a dark and stormy day. Um, there had just been uh, the roundup of the last victim. The constable is probably um, soaked to the bone, kind of uh, banging a hat against his trousers as uh, he comes in kind of weary-eyed and asks for Dahlia's help in this investigation. She knows, or He knows that... She's one of, if not the most learned people 
and if anybody can get to the bottom of this on a on an education side because obviously his uh, ability to find the suspects and just his his not really believing in this supernatural stuff has uh, definitely affected his ability to to find out what's going on. So let us set the first scene of Act 1. The townsfolk have gathered the victims into what passes as a clinic in the rural colonial Massachusetts. Although debris has been cleared from the bodies, they haven't been cleared, cleaned or prepped for any type of medical examination. In fact, the townsfolk were getting ready to bury the victims in three days' time. What do you do? Okay, so we're set. Uh... So the scene has been set. What does Dahlia do with this? There are a number of objectives that the personalities need to complete. So for scene one, you have these bodies in an area. They are been prepared, but not necessarily cleaned. Uh, sorry, they have been, I apologize. They have been cleared all of their debris, of the debris from when they died. However, they haven't been cleaned or prepared yet. So yeah, they don't have any leaves and stuff on them, but the bodies are basically like they were when they were found. So, All right, so I need to. Um... So set the scene. What is what is Dahlia doing with these well, bodies? Okay, what? Back up for a second. Have I already been tapped as an investigator? Because yeah, you're the, investigating. Okay. You're the, okay. You're, yeah, we already talked. I, yeah, yeah, we talked through that, but I wasn't sure. All right, thank you. <clears throat> Then I need to go to the clinic and see the bodies. All right. So basically what you do then is with this scenario, what you kind of decide how this scene goes. You talk about what you're doing. You tell us um, the other personas, the other people um anything about this scene you want to know anything about this scene you uh are doing so there's a small room you see these bodies laid out on the table what are you doing in this scene all right i am looking for signs of a mundane death, such as smells of poison and looks of possible poison that sometimes makes them make themselves manifest after I'm looking for other signs of a possible struggle um, to try to eliminate a physical, a normal death, a mundane death rather than a supernatural death. All right. There are some townsfolk around. Do you tell them to leave the area? Are you doing this alone? Are you using any implements as you examine the bodies? I don't have bodies? any. Aside from a magnifying glass, I don't have implements. So I will use a magnifying glass. All right. Um, I'm not going to cut into them or anything, but I mean... There's no reason to inform anybody but the law. All right. All right. So then what you're going to do, you're examining the bodies. You have come to this room. You have these three bodies uh, laid out before you. So we have a number of objective dice. Every time you roll to try to complete an objective, you take an objective dice away. If we have not completed any of the objectives or all of the objectives before all of the dice are gone, then we lose the act. If there are any objectives that we 
do not succeed in, we also lose the act. So you are going to inspect the bodies. That is actually one of the objectives. Okay. So what does that mean? So go ahead and if you can, use your talents, use your descriptors, use your... Um, Equipment, describe what you're doing by using those in the description. You'll take a D6 and we'll see what we can do if you can gain a bonus on the die, if you can gain any rerolls. Alright, so what I want is to use my scholar trait. Alright, so how, okay, so then in... I think the way we do it then is in then in a more kind of as if you're reading a story. How would you so using my scholar trait and my learned ability, I will, you know, that kind of thing. I think is how kind of the scenario and and the description of things cuz this actually this game is a lot different, I believe, than a regular kind of a D&D &D scenario where I, as a dungeon master, would give you the scene and then you just say kind of, I do this. We use our descriptors and our traits and our equipment to kind of create a story of what we're doing. All right, but I guess where I'm lost... Um, and I read it, but where I'm getting confused is at this point, I am investigating. I have to roll something or something in the story has to unlock for that. I'll, t I'll, I'll make the, the descriptor and all of that sentence, but it doesn't matter what I say. What am I having to do after that to be able to make what my sentence said true? Okay, so then once you are able to create the, the story and add those elements to your story, then you will take a D6. If you were able to add a trait into that, then you need to roll a 4, 5, or 6 to succeed. If you didn't add a trait, it's a 5 or 6. If you were able to add a descriptor, you can re-roll that die. So say you roll a 3, you can re-roll and try to get a 5 or 6. If you were then also able to add a piece of equipment, kind of like when you said you had a magnifying glass, you could re-roll the die again. So say you roll a two the next time, you can re-roll it a second time and try to get a five or a six. All right, thank you. Yep, not a problem. See, we are just, this is the first time we're playing it, we're trying it out. Um, so using my scholarly abilities, I and the knowledge that I have accessed from the numerous books and numerous libraries I have access to. I'm giving uh, Dahlia a thumbs up on that. Um, I remember a I remember a Latin text on anatomy that uh, will help me to determine if the bodies have been physically harmed. And I will be looking for minute details to support or disprove any theories that I may have to how these uh, people have died using my magnifying glass to get a close look. All right. Very good. Very good story there. All right. So go ahead. Now you are going to take a D6 from the objective pool. So whether you succeed or not, that D6 is gone. All right. So go ahead now. So... Because you're able to use a trait, you need to roll a 4, 5, or 6, and you can use a re-roll because you use a descriptor and a re-roll uh, based off of equipment. So go ahead and make that roll. Alright, so she rolled a 3 her first time, so she's going to use her descriptor to re-roll. Alright, and she rolled a 5, so she got it. So... Dahlia finds out that as she examines the bodies, there are no wounds or injuries on any of them. The only odd thing she finds is that there is blood splatter on all of their faces. 
So what'd you find? The constable asks. It does look as though... There's no injuries. There's no signs of a struggle except for... And then I'll just point. Except for these droplets here. Hmm. So no other injuries other than that? And it's not really an injury. It's it's as though they were standing close to a puddle and a rock fell in it. But it's it's blood. Like someone painted their faces. Interesting. And then the constable kind of turns away from you as you, for scene two, you start to hear murmurs. The murmurs around Topfield continuously question who saw the murder take place. However, townsfolk in Topsfield generally don't stay up late and lose track of their neighbors' whereabouts once the sun goes down. During the day is a different story, but at night, people can sneak out without being seen. So, our next objective is to find townsfolk who can trace the last steps of the three victims. So as the constable and Dahlia are talking, well, if you can help um, prepare some of the, clean some of the bodies, I'm going to um, see if I can go around town, try to talk to a few people. <laughs> Let's just say I've... Uh, Barely been a, I've rarely been afraid of any humans, so um, I'll try to see if anybody knows anything. I'll kind of go door to door and uh, see if we can get some more information. Are you okay here? Yes. All right. So the constable heads out uh, back into the rain, throwing his hat low. He starts to go door to door trying to find anybody that can uh, help. He knocks on doors. Some of them are shut in his face for people are scared. Some of them say too much, give out too much information that uh, doesn't help the constable at all. But I'm going to use my political acumen and uh, that I'm not afraid to speak to any of these individuals. I'm their constable. I can um, speak with them as I wish and uh, kind of also, what, what do you think, Dahlia? Should I bring my musket as a show of force or should I, I, I think that's my only piece of equipment that really helps here. I'm not going to be shooting anybody, but maybe it's kind of a, a badge of office, or do you think that's too much? What else do you have? I have a bundle of torches and a shovel. Yeah, the musket. Uh, do you think that is adds to the story? I would just have it slung across your back. All right, so as I'm interviewing these individuals, speaking with the townsfolk, I kind of have and and almost use it as kind of an air of authority that I have this musket that I'm that I'm here to protect them. So I am able to use my trait and descriptor and equipment. I am going to try to find any townsfolk who can trace the last steps of the victims. So I will take a D6 from the pile and I am going to try to complete objective number three as I investigate the townsfolk. And I was able to roll a four, did not know any re-rolls, or did not need any re-rolls. That one is gone now. So now we only have four dice left for to complete all of the objectives. The constable comes back to see that Dahlia is finishing uh, preparing the bodies with one of the other townsfolk. Coming in, it's stopped raining. There's only a slight mist out now. Constable kind of nods to Dahlia and, and kind of leads her over to a corner. 
So, I've talked to the townsfolk. It seems that all three of the deceased were out late at night before being discovered dead. In any particular place? Not exactly sure. I was able, starting with scene three of Act One, the constable has managed one piece of information that he finds interesting. The bodies were found near the farmland surrounding town. But it hasn't, but I haven't been able to dig any further into the deaths that occurred. I was just able to investigate some or to speak with some of the townsfolk. Being a small town with farmland around the outskirts, the woods beyond and woods beyond that, there is little reason for anyone to venture out of Topsfield at night. So now, starting scene three, the constable and Dahlia are discussing what they found out, not only from the townsfolk, but from Dahlia's investigation. Is there a way for us to find the maybe court records or the details surrounding the, the Pepperwell alleged murders of Goody Eleanor? That could be a way we could go. I think... There is nothing that I can ascertain from what we have so far that would indicate an outward attack. I'm not saying that it's not there and that I've missed it, that I've not missed it. What I'm saying is if somebody's trying to recreate the same circumstances as the death of Goody Eleanor, which has started rumors and fear around town, perhaps we should find out the details of that so we can figure out if this fits in. It's a good plan. Let's search. Let's search the farmland first. Maybe search the woods. Um, if you want, if you want to search the farmland, I can go out and search the woods, or we can try to do it together. We don't have a lot of half of our days gone now, but I'd, at the very least, like to see if we can find any. Any weapons, any signs of a scuffle, anything. I mean, the townsfolk brought the bodies in, but maybe there's something that they missed that maybe you and I could find. Why don't we do it together, and can we... Do we know where they were found, specifically the bodies? I mean, like, each body where they were found? <coughs> well, we know that they were found... Uh, Mostly in the farmland, but maybe we can uh, maybe we can check that area and maybe a little bit of the woods. Maybe work out if we can start with even just one location for where they found the dead body and work our way out from there. All right, all right. Well, let's do that. So, and he grabs his hat, kind of. Uh, Nods to the couple townsfolk that are helping with the bodies. And Dahlia and Samuel head out into the misted afternoon. So, would you like to be the lead on this? Actually, how about you be the lead for checking around the farmland? So, you would describe how you're doing that. Make a little story for that. And then I will uh, describe and be the lead on going into the forest, going into the woods and looking for that. And that is actually our last two objectives for this act.
So we want to search the town for information, um, search the area, and then we want to search the surrounding woods. So are the is the farmland like actually like own private property? Yeah. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. I will be using my abilities as a negotiator to uh, speak with the landowners to be allowed access to their property so that I can physically lay eyes on where I think the bodies would would have been. I will utilize my extensive knowledge of my Native American relics to utilize the knowledge gleaned from that to track anybody, uh, track those that come and go. Okay. I think that might be. (laughs) All right. So, um, actually, and Samuel can help because, you know, as you're probably aware, living in Topsville, he leads the local watch. So, he can help you uh, kind of knowing who to talk to, getting some directions on where to go. So, you can get a reroll from Samuel as well. So go ahead and take your die. So you have, so did you use a trait? Yes. Okay, so you have a four, five, or six. You have a reroll from me and you have a reroll from yourself? If you allow the Native American relics thing. Um, I'm kind of thinking no. I, Does I, Dahlia was, agree? I agree. I okay. I was struggling with any of my abilities All to right, be able so, to do this in a physical way. So Dahlia kind of feels, kind of realizes that this knowledge isn't really helping her here. Um, but her her trait um is is definitely helping out. And she, in conjunction with Samuel uh, and his watch experience, is going to see if they can find anything. All right. And she didn't even need uh, Samuel's help. Dahlia gets a six, thereby completing that objective. She finds that there really wasn't much of a scuffle and there were no weapons found anywhere in town. So... Unless something comes up in the woods, it appears that these people just basically drop dead. Looks as though we're going to be going to the woods. All right. Samuel kind of nods and it's getting a little bit darker out. It isn't raining anymore, but everything has been kind of just wet as gets a little bit chilly out being um, late August. However, Samuel has that bundle of torches and he grabs one out, leading Dahlia into the woods. He has lived in Massachusetts his whole life. So he knows these woods pretty well and kind of points out some areas and Dahlia, as, as light fades from the countryside, Samuel and Dahlia head into the dark woods looking for any clues on the fate of the three townsfolk. All right, here we go. So I have to roll a five or a six, and I have two re-rolls. All right. All right. So my first roll is a one. My second roll It's spinning people, it's spinning oh, is a three. You failed that one. Alright, no, I get one more. I get the torches and oh, I got right. the Massachusetts whole life. Alright. Blow on it, Dahlia. Alright, here we go. Will we find out any information in the woods? No, no. it was a one. 
I'm really, yeah, wow. I did not build my character very well for this kind of investigation. All right, well, they are looking most of the night for information. It's dark, the torches are wet from the rain, and it doesn't appear like they're coming up with any information. So we have actually, with the failure of the last objective, have come to the conclusion of let me see here. So there's. So if we got all of the objectives, we would go to one conclusion. And that would have been called Time to Move On. And however, we have not succeeded in all of the objectives. So we go to the second conclusion of the act. And. So that is nothing but death ends. The investigators have clearly happened upon a number of clues that they think are real. I, as the lead storyteller, may narrate what the investigators did find with the other players narrating how they follow those clues to dead ends. Unfortunately, this causes the loss of an entire day, as we narrated looking through the forest uh -huh. deep into the night. And victim number four is found the next morning. Local farmer Joshua Drake, poor Joshua. <laughs> Joshua also has blood splattered on his face with no visible wounds or injuries. So now we continue on to act two. The plot thickens. Setting. Another night has passed and daylight breaks as a new victim is found. The townsfolk, especially myself, are dumbfounded by the findings of the investigation so far. It appears these victims simply died. Much like the animals from the year before. Paranoia is setting in. Townsfolk are choosing to stay up until the late hours of night watching with farmers watching their animals and others, starting, staring off into the surrounding woods. So scene one of chapter, or of uh, act two. Due to the deaths, many of the townsfolk have gone into their homes to keep their families safe. Or what they think is safe. Some refusing to come out. Rumors are forming, but they trust the investigators will find something. What do you think we should do? So, it is the next day. We know that the townsfolk are watching out. We know that we've pretty much gotten some dead ends at this point. We now have another victim, victim number four. But it seems that with all of these victims, somebody's got to know something. Do we try to talk to maybe the most recent victim's family? Sure, yeah. So how does that play out? The objective that I have is to find out why he would be leaving late at night. I just want to throw that out there. So, given that, I am going to... Oh, I forgot. I forgot. We need to, since I failed in objective... Oh. I need <laughs> I to roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there's, there's a thing that happens when you fail an objective. You have to roll on a mishap uh, table. And that is at the end of the book. And I would think that that would be... So you choose on whether it is a mental, a social, a physical or an investigation failure. So what do you think that would have been? 
I think probably an investigation failure. Maybe a mental, but I I don't know exactly what they mean by mental. Um, I, it appears to be more like mental stress and the like. Uh, I think you're probably right. I think it's more of an investigation. So let me go ahead and roll a die here and see what happens. So I roll a d6 and I get a 1. So that might not be... Uh, that's not it, is the name of the effect. A clue was found, but it's not the right one. The objective must be attempted again using another d6 from the dice pool. Oh, so we get a chance to maybe do it again. So let me roll again, and I'm going to attempt it. So let's see, the clue... A clue is found, but it's not the right one. The objective must be attempted again using another D6 from the dice ball. All right, so let me go ahead and roll. And I roll a two. Once again, remember, I need a five or six. So I get another two more re-rolls. So here we go. I am rolling horribly tonight, my friends. I rolled another two. So will I even get the clue? No, I rolled a one, so we still failed that. All right, so we didn't find the right clue. So, Dahlia is going to go and speak to a, the family members of the last victim. And as she... I can tell my story. I just wanted you to know the objective that I have for that. Do. I'm replenishing. I'm sorry. I'm replenishing our objective dice. We get uh, six for this act. So. I wish to put on my hat as a negotiator. Okay. Um, in order to ingratiate myself uh, to the Drake family. At least long enough for them to speak to me. Alright. So, I would say that that is not an objective. Alright. Okay. I'm going to say that that is just you doing a uh, kind of a mental test kind of to um, see if you can speak to them and maybe get some more information. So go ahead and create your um, roll. So take a d6, not from the pool. So just take a d6 and make a roll. The only thing that I think I can use... Well, I will use the poise that I... Uh... All right, so... Given that I am a skilled negotiator, so I know how to speak to people in a manner that they're receptive to. Mm -hmm. I also hold a lot of poise, so I seem to have more authority than, uh, than a woman of small stature would have, given that I have lectured at many of the colleges across New England. Would that work? Sure. Actually, um, I've decided... Uh, we're going to kind of do the first objective in a roundabout way. All right. So go ahead and do it as an objective. Okay. <laughs> Same. Same thing. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. So what do you need to roll? I need to roll a four, five, or six, and okay. I have one re-roll. Okay. And I roll the six. All right. So Ellen gets the first objective. So... What Dahlia finds out with talking to the family of Drake is that they are scared. They don't know what's going on. They didn't think really that anything could happen to them, but it has. And they're even more worried because there appears to be an elderly woman and she has been going around talking about this is all 
about a creature. The creature has cursed the town. The creature called the Dullahan has plagued Topsfield. Not only has it plagued Topsfield, but it will kill again and it will keep killing. It rides a horse of fire and no one can see its rider. It's invincible. All right. So how do you discuss this with the constable? I'm going to just lay it out like I'm a librarian. This is what I found out. These are the facts, sir. The Drake family are obviously scared, Master Hart. <clears throat> they feel as though they may have been a little arrogant and taking uh, for granted the freedom to move about whenever they want, despite having danger about. However, what I was able to ascertain from them was that there is an elderly woman speaking of a creature that cursed the town called a Dullahan. Hmm. It's a creature of, of power that um, they believe she reports that it rides a horse of fire and is invincible. I don't know what all of that means. In my line of work, many, many mythological creatures are based upon truth of some sort, just how the eye of the beholder sees it. So I don't know, is there any natural phenomenon that anybody might see as a fire? Uh, horse uh, movement like uh, lightning or yeah I'm not um, so, sh so sure that this Doolahan thing exists it seems like it's probably more what you're thinking but um, I guess we'll try to um... maybe we should try to find the elderly woman who's speaking of it we could question the town see where she's staying. That would be a start. Alright. So as we move on to scene two. With neighbors being questioned and rumors starting qu to spread quickly, the townsfolk are starting to panic. Many are milling about in the center of town with some devising ways to, of permanently protecting their homes. The two, uh, Samuel and Dahlia, are um, starting to speak again. Uh, they have found this Celtic woman, but everyone's starting to. It's with us questioning people and, and everyone talking. The town's starting to go crazy about what's going on. And honestly, I don't think I can blame them. Four dead already in the last four days. Let's let's try to get everyone together. Let's get them in the center of town. At least it's not raining today. Let's get them in the center of town. And I'll try to talk to them. Try to at least at least kind of head this off a little bit. Sounds like as good an idea as possible. All right. So I'll, um, I'll tell them, you know, I'm the constable, town meeting. We'll get everybody together, see what we can do. Um, I think, you know, because of my political background, I should be able to, uh, to get everyone together, you know, and, and, uh, 
I'll take this. I'll, I'll take this on. You know, I'm going to lead the way on this one. All right. Uh, I I do have friends in many politicians, so... Maybe we can get the uh, the um, some of the elders of the town to kind of help out. Yes. All right. So, uh, I am... Whew, uh, I feel like I'm uh, uh, grabbing hot coals here. Um, I'm going to try to roll. Um, I'm, I'm using a trait, so I get a four, five, or six. I am leading the way on this, so I get a re-roll. And Dahlia is also helping the constable because she knows some politicians. She knows some of the elders of the city. That wasn't a roll. It just fell out of my hands. <laughs> All right, so the first roll, I need a four, five, or six. And I got go. a four. All right, so it takes um, an hour or two for everyone to get together. Um, it's kind of hard fought, but with Dahlia's help and uh, the constable kind of uh, stepping up, they get the elders together and the elders kind of start to go amongst the townsfolk. And everyone gets into basically the center of town for this big meeting. There is panic. You hear some individuals, you know, someone shouts out, Satan has come to us. You hear um, uh, another one just kind of shouting out that the angel of death has come and it's going to take us all. As people are just kind of, there's some more radical uh, individuals there. Everybody's kind of, you, you see the people have some pitchforks and people are actually bringing farming implements to protect themselves. Kids are being held close to mothers as everyone is starting to really, this, this is really starting to set in. And the constable doesn't know if he can hold these people back. If, if he can, the town appears like it's just going to start to to come apart at the seams. And the constable looks at Dahlia. You think you can say a few words to calm him down? I'll do my best. My crowds are usually not this rowdy. Well... Uh, I don't think my musket's going to take care of this one. As he kind of half-heartedly smiles, knowing that, that this is pretty much, there's a tipping point in this town right now. I'll go to the center. Okay, yeah, there's probably kind of some kind of podium set up. And again, I will actually... Utilize my skills as a negotiator. Um, oh, and the fact that I sometimes teach about antiquities at New England colleges, I will bring forth my spirit of the teacher. Okay. All right. Uh, to command their attention. All right, I think that fits. I'll, uh, I think that's a good reroll there. All right, so Dahlia, you see the townsfolk splayed in a circle around you. You see the, the constable standing next to you for support. Um, actually, um, let me see here. Um, what do you think of, since the constable knows all the regular suspects, he kind of is helping Dahlia kind of point to the right people to kind of focus on. Yeah. To kind of, kind of like this is probably one of the ringleaders, so to speak, of the panic. So why don't you uh, kind of focus your speech a little bit more on this person and this person. Just to kind of, because if we can get them on our side, maybe we can uh, get the townspeople to kind of rally behind them. That sounds about right. All right, so... Dahlia will get to roll a d6. She'll get a four, five, or six as a success, and she'll get two re-rolls. First roll is a three. Second roll is a two. Uh-oh. 
Third roll is a four. All right. So, how do the townspeople react to Dahlia's speech? I'm not saying that they're completely calmed down, but I think that the fire and brimstone yelling has subsided to a certain extent. Like, neighbors. Yes, we are speaking to a few of you. We are speaking to people who might have knowledge that the rest of us are not privy to. That does not mean that Satan has come to curse us. The constable and I are trying to find a good explanation and a good way to end the death. Please allow us some time to be able to prevent another one. They, um, there is still this underlying tension with the town. Um, they are still scared, but they are listening to what Dahlia is saying. Um, they know Dahlia, and they know they know her smarts. Constable kind of steps forward and says, All right, everyone. I understand we're all scared here, but as a town, we can get through this. So, y'all know I lead the watch at night. So let's, let's see if we can't figure out some um, good places to kind of, to really blanket the town. I want people to go in small groups. I don't want anyone alone. So let's go in some small groups. Let's blanket the town. Let's find some good places to hide. And let's see if we can watch out for this thing and figure out what's really going on. And knowing law enforcement and some of the, uh, the procedures of investigation and surveillance, even in the colonial times, and that his knowledge of doing the watches and knowledge of the town, and he'll get groups together and pass out some torches so that everyone has some light. The constable is going to get everyone, kind of rally the town together so that we can figure out what's really going on. So I'm going to try for the last objective to find safe places for uh, to hide to watch for any attacks. Okay. All right. So here we go. How many? Okay. Four, five, or six. I need a four, five, or six. And I got two rerolls because torches. I am a leader of the watch and I have given out some torches for people to use. All right. All right. So. I won't need it. I'll get it in one. Three. Okay, so. You do need My it. first reroll. <laughs> I won't need it. I'll get it in two. All right, that is a four. I see it. So, as the constable gets everyone together, um, there is a large feeling of not. Not just tension, yes, there is tension in the town, but a large feeling of cooperation. And everyone is getting together and working towards a common goal. And as that happens, that will actually start to end Act 2. However, at the end of Act 2... The creature returns. There is a powerful noise of hoof prints like thunder slamming into the ground. Everywhere 
it hits, fire, brimstone, erupts. You hear a whip crack like musket balls being fired one after the other. A trail of fire is the only thing that is seen. Alright, that ends Act 2. We were once again able to get all of the objectives. So we go to new victims. You hear in the distance alone two words. Ruth.